things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, family? Chadi here. We are currently on the final episode of season five, and I pray you are well and that you're safe. And um, this has been an incredibly crazy season uh, thus far. Uh, I think we all started season five like 2020 was going to be like every year. And then with a quick shift of the wind, we found ourselves um, in a pandemic, quarantined, and uh, now in the middle of a cry of what I would say for global change. Yes, change. Uh, I have tons to say about the current state of things, but I sense in this season the best thing I can say simply is that, uh, Jesus, feel free to come back now. (laughs) Uh, We are all ready. 2020 has lost its mind, and we need you to triumphantly return. Please and thank you. Uh, Legit, when I started this year, things were a one-way, and since January, things have literally flipped upside down, and now I'm just watching it all, wondering when Jesus followers will start acting like they actually are following Jesus. So, uh, that's been my stance as of late. Uh, Jesus, I just want my life to reflect that I'm actually following you. And um, not like the Western 21st century Christian. No, I want to look like a Israelite in the dust of the wilderness, straight up following a cloud by day and fire by night. And at this point, things are so nuts, I kind of think we need that. So um, even though things have been crazy, I'm still trying to desperately uh, hear from God more, even in the crazy, even in the overwhelmed and um, in the busy, my goal has been to hear him. And uh, so today we're ending the season with sought. What happens when you listen? I know it's like super not sexy uh, or glamorous. I have these notes that I'm looking at as I'm going down this list of things I want to talk about. And I'll tell you, this is not the sexiest thing I've talked about ever. I don't feel like I talk about sexy things, but whatever. Anyways, that's awkward for everyone now it's okay anyways um but before i kick things off uh with a recap i feel like i owe you an explanation yes i owe you an explanation as i have been m.i.a for a hot minute and that's because i've been producing a tv show for the last three months and running our global art global art house yeah so a lot of you that have been with me for a while know that i work at celebration church i've overseen different facets of our uh, creative community and now i'm overseeing the art house portion of our celebration tv um launch that launches this january 2021 and so for those who are worried um don't be i'm super good (laughs) i'm just so busy uh so far uh that's pretty much what i've been doing and uh um i'm gonna go lay on a beach for the next 10 days and go chill uh, celebrate my husband this next week. Uh, but please know that I'm good. I just haven't had a day off since February. Between the job shifts and the quarantine, things have been crazy. Um, but, but the first week of August, we're kicking off season six. As I have been writing in secret and super stoked about season six, it's all about the book of Daniel. You know that I'm obsessed with the wilderness. I believe that we're all in a wilderness until eternity. And I'm so stoked about season six. I don't really have a name, uh, but it's all about the wilderness season 
and I'm going to walk you through the book of Daniel. So get ready because we're going to dive deep into the word of God. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of inappropriate things said as it's me, of course, um, but I'm excited about what's going to go down. So there's a pretty good chance the podcast. Oh, yeah, I got some news. So Celebration TV, we're launching it and I'm helping write all the original content And um, one of the things that has been up in the air and a possibility is that I Cry in Corners is going to be a TV show. Ah, crazy. Everyone's excited. (sighs) Me, panic mode, because I don't do television. I got to lose like 40 more pounds, guys. Um, Anyway, so that's in the works and that's in process. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm excited about it. I think we all should be pretty excited about it. So that's kind of uh, me. Uh, that's where I've been. I've been busy. I've been hearing from Jesus and a little overwhelmed, but God is kicking butt and taking aim. So I'm still in talks uh, with all of that, but I'll let you guys know the minute I know anything more. Um, but yeah, anyways, those are all the updates I have for uh, you. And um, I want to jump right in as um, I've had this finale episode planned for like, six months. And the craziness thing uh, about all these episodes is like kind of where they've landed. Uh, Only Jesus could have landed these jokers when I wrote them pre-COVID. So get some paper and pen. Uh, We're going to take some notes. Um, And I'm going to recap season five because if you've been with me for any time, you know that I love recaps. So let's do this joker. Okay. We've been navigating this season. uh, I called it what happens when. Uh, Episode 41, Saint. What happens when you say yes to hard things? We talked Mary. Uh, She said yes to hard things, some incredibly impossible things, some incredibly awkward turtle things, things that were incredibly difficult and a bit crazy, but it impacted eternity. And in this season and in every season, your yes to things that look and feel impossible has the ability to impact not only you, my friends, but all the lives of other people around you um, and eternity. Uh, episode 42, The Soloist, what happens when you get caught? We were talking Eve, uh, how she got caught alone and the result uh, of, of when she believed a lie. Um, guys, it changed the world and uh, it's kind of the situation we're in now. People believe in lies and so get some accountability. I literally wrote dot accountability and I can't even read that. Get some accountability dot accountability, especially in the season where uh, we're living in, uh, where division is thrown out and everybody has opinions. Do not get caught alone. Get caught next to Jesus. And yeah, accountability. That's a big one. Okay. 43 was stud. What happens when your gift has you? It was talking about Samson. He's a weirdo, uh, quite literally surrounded um, by uh, sketchy ladies, but I pretty much blame him. I don't blame the sketchy ladies. Um, He uh, surrendered his abilities to his enemies instead of surrendering his abilities and his giftings to the creator. And uh, he did it out of pride. Uh, He's the perfect example of what not to do with your favor and gifting. So in case you have favor and in case you have gifting, go back and read that one or listen to it because you can't read it. I don't know. Anyways, uh, 44 was savage. What happens when you are in a wilderness season? Chadi, stop talking about the wilderness. No, I'm not going to stop talking about the wilderness because my friends, we will be in a wilderness forever until eternity comes. Life will always feel like a wilderness because we are in a wilderness and it's not a bad thing, but it is a thing. And there will be moments uh, where you enter into a promised land. You're going to cross a river. You will always find yourself in some kind of wilderness, exiled season, regardless of where you are in life, because these types of seasons, I wrote this down, they grow our character, 
They shape our integrity. They strengthen our perseverance. They sharpen our perspective and so much more. So if you feel like you're in a wilderness, one, you're in good company. Uh, We all are there. And so it was Jesus and Elijah and the Israelites and Jesus. And uh, anyways, I wrote a book about it. So shameless plug. If you feel like you're in a wilderness season, I would encourage you to go to Amazon and buy the book or go to iCryingCorners.com and get Nomad because... To be honest with you, the whole concept of wilderness seasons and understanding the wilderness has changed my life and my perspective, and that's why I'm always talking about it. Anyways, 45, Slayer, what happens when you need a comeback? A kingdom comeback doesn't look like us winning. It looks like Jesus winning. Oh, man, I think I took like four months off before I did that one, so... That one was a good one. And then uh, 46 was shepherd. What happens when you are overwhelmed? I was a lot of overwhelmed over the last six months. And so the things that I've learned when you are overwhelmed, read your Bible, make healthy choices and reach out to people in the season where bad news is king, be drenched in the good news. So if you're overwhelmed, it's okay. Uh, 47, sinner. What happens when you're still overwhelmed? You sin, homies. Don't be overwhelmed. Get close to Jesus. Get in the word. Go back to what I said in 46. Make healthy choices. Reach out to people. Speak life. Listen more. Move forward. And when all else fails, get in his presence. Because his presence, there is fullness of joy and awesomeness. And um, in this season of overwhelmed, I have uh, navigated a lot of things, but I have mostly longed to be in his presence. And so I have fought for that. Kind of crazy to be in his presence, if I can be real honest. Anyways, uh, where was I? Oh, 48, Seeker. What happens when you seek? Easy answer for all of you. Uh, You find Jesus. Yep, that whole seek and you shall find thing, it's an actual thing. So uh, 49, Snared. What happens when you don't seek? We are sheep in need of a shepherd, my friends. And um, (laughs) I wrote this down because such stupidity, I say. Anyways, we are sheep in need of a shepherd. And if you don't surrender to the incredible need uh, you'll get stuck because sheep are stupid. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. We are sheep in need of a shepherd. And if you don't surrender to that incredible need, you'll get stuck because sheep are stupid. I Googled sheep during that episode and what they do and what they don't do. It's like, yeah, it's my favorite recap I've ever done. You're welcome for that. Anyways, 50 sought. That's where we're at today. What happens when you listen? Oh, listening. Oh, listening such a good thing. I love listening. I'm not a good listener. I don't think I'm a good listener. I think I'm one of those people that listen. And while I'm listening, I'm thinking about how I don't really want to listen. And then I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to you. Listening is an art form. And I've gotten better at it in my old age and in leadership and serving and loving people. I have gotten better at the listening, I should say. But listening's always been kind of hard for me. So a couple of years ago, um, I felt like the Lord was like, hey, I have a word for you and I want you to listen. I've talked about this before. If you've listened to any of my podcasts or if you've ever heard me preach, um, God was like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to listen. And I was really offended by it, whatever. And I was like, Lord, I, I already listened. He's like, no, no, you don't listen. Um, and then he didn't talk for like a month. I was so mad. I was like, homie, you told me to listen, but you're not saying anything. And he said, Chadi, listening has nothing to do with your ears and everything to do with your heart. And so that's the take I am taking today on what happens when you listen. Because guys, at the end of the day, if we're not listening, all the other stuff will never happen. You'll never be able to say yes to hard things because you weren't listening. You'll never understand that you need to be following because you didn't listen. Like, oh my God, you'll get snared. Uh, you'll get slayed. You'll, you won't understand that you're a savage. You'll get caught alone. You'll, your gifts will have you. If you don't listen, maybe this should have been the first one. If you don't listen, 
God can't move because listening is an active thing. In the Hebrew, listen is shema. And so when you listen, it's an action word. It's um actually, I, I wrote this down. Hold on. Let me find a word. In Hebrew, the word for listening or hearing is shema. Okay. Also, the Bible Project has a really great video on this. Please go and listen to it as they're going to explain it way better than me. But I mentioned the word shema in Hebrew because it has an action step attached to it. It means like not only do you listen, but you're acting and you're doing. So if you're listening, you've already moved on it. And the kingdom listening isn't just sitting around in silence, letting your ears do the work. Uh, listening is active. It's an active stance. And when you listen to God's voice in the midst of broken and chaotic situations, what happens is a uh, wilderness pandemic seasons, uh, you find uh, peace, you find vision, and you find purpose. That's right, guys. If you listen, you will find peace, uh, you will find vision, and you will find purpose. And that's what that's what we're talking about today for you guys that want to take notes or have taken notes or took your pen and paper out when I said to. Uh, let me repeat this for you. Uh, peace is felt, vision is experienced, and purpose is clear when you listen. And when you listen, I'm not talking about your ears, I'm talking about your heart. Okay, so let me break this down real quick. Um, I don't know, how, how much time do I have left? Or well, I got time, I got time. We're doing good. All right, so what happens when you listen? One, peace is felt. Uh, for all my note takers, active listening cultivates peace. Active listening cultivates peace. A couple years ago, I was just telling you, my word was listen. And I, I wasn't really happy with the fact that uh, God told me to listen as I felt like I was a good listener. And uh, he said, Chadi, uh, you're not a good listener. You need to position your heart to these things. Okay, he didn't say position my ears. He didn't say, Chadi, clean your ears, put your listening ears on. He said, Chadi, your heart needs to be positioned to my word, my presence, and my ways. Yeah, so listening, if it's an active stance, your heart, your heart attitude, your heart, you know, guard your heart, it's the wellspring of life, all those things that you're doing, they are positioned uh, towards his word, his presence, and his ways. So now in seasons where my heart is all kinds of jacked and, uh, and I start getting overwhelmed, what I do is I take an active stance of listening, um, uh, not with my ears, but with my heart. I silence everything around me and I focus uh, on his word, I get in the word, like super in his word. I have been reading the Bible like mad. I've been reading books like mad during this season. I just finished Bearing His Name by uh, Carmen Joy Imes. I'm reading, um, uh, oof, I'm reading Supernatural by my Michael Heiser. I have a couple other books in, in the queue, but I am reading the word. I am reading everything I can get my hands on because the last thing I want to do is lose my peace, which I have a lot lately. The second thing is his presence. You, uh, if you're listening and, and it's an active stance and, and, and peace is what you're seeking, you gotta get in his presence. I turn on worship music, I speak life over myself. And, and then thirdly, his ways. I, I go back to the word he's given me. I find sometimes, guys, that the best thing I can do in moments where peace um, has dissipated, first of all, peace is not a feeling, peace is the person of Jesus Christ. We know that. I've said it 700 times. Peace is the person of Jesus Christ. But Sometimes uh, peace will unravel in my heart because I've somehow, you know, I don't know, abdicated my peace and being like, nah, Jesus, I don't want to deal with you right now. I'd rather deal with this problem. It's so much more fun than dealing with you. I don't know. I don't know why I lose my peace all the time. But uh, in crazy seasons where 
I, I'm actively listening. I, I go back to things that he has said. So I write down a lot. I have lots of journals. I write down words that he said. I go back to uh, so many things that he said. And I go back and I read them over myself. I go back to Psalms 23, Psalms 121, and I read them over myself. Guys, his ways are not our ways. His, uh, there's so much higher than ours. So what happens when you listen, peace is felt because your heart is positioned towards who he is and um, this is who he is. Uh, he's God. He's the God that said, I'm going to spit uh, a light out and it hasn't stopped moving. He is the God that's never left you. He's the God that's never forsaken you. And sometimes in moments when you need to take an active stance to your listening, because uh, peace is a person and peace is literally standing there like, why, why are you freaking out right now? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, Jesus. I don't, because I'm human, because I make bad decisions. I, I don't know. But I will say this, what happens when you listen is peace is actually felt because peace doesn't leave you because you start speaking his word. Peace has never left me. I always wonder, like, I always say, oh, I lost my peace. I didn't lose my peace. I like hid it in a corner somewhere. My husband says that my uh, my hiding, I hide things instead of cleaning, which is not true. Can I just say that? Not true. I don't, I don't hide things. I just have drawers for things. You know, anyone else have drawers? Anyways, point, point I'm trying to make is um, sometimes I do that with Jesus. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to need you to go in here with this um, drawer of stuff because I can't really deal with you right now because I want to deal with my crazy or my emotional or my feelings and, you know, high grind corners. So um, I have found in this crazy season, what, what happened is I have literally taken Jesus and been like, and put him somewhere else and peace is not felt because I've literally removed peace. I literally have abdicated it. So if you're a person and you're out there and you've lost your peace, um, be encouraged. It happens to the best of us. But I will tell you this, get in his word, get in his presence, understand his ways, speak life over yourself. And it's like, really, you just got to take him out of the drawer you stuck him in. Anyways, number two, what happens when you listen? Vision is experience. So I said earlier, I wrote these little bullet points down and then I missed them. Okay, peace, vision, purpose. Okay. So vision is experienced. What happens when you listen, when your heart is attending, uh, or, or I'm sorry, your heart is uh, toward uh, the Father, when your heart is, uh, you have an attitude, uh, your heart is literally positioned towards heaven, towards Jesus, uh, vision is experienced. Okay. When you listen, with your heart that is, your vision gets keener and things you couldn't see before seem to reveal themselves. Uh, yet again, uh, listening is active and less about your ears and more about your eyes. And, uh, oh, wait, sorry. Less about your ears, less about your eyes, and more about your heart. So if you find yourself in a season where you don't know where to go and you don't know what to do, I want you to remember the story of the blind guy in um, Mark 8. Mark 8. Okay. So Jesus, the gangster. I love him. I love his little face. I love him so much. You know. Uh, so Jesus. I've told the story a bunch, but this is like my story for the year. This story had literally has been where God keeps taking me. So I'm, I'm bringing it back. So Jesus spits on the guy. He takes him out of the village. Oh, hold on. His friends were like, hey, Jesus, can you heal this guy? He was like, yeah, I got this. So he goes and he takes the guy out of the village. Uh, he awkwardly spits on him, rubs some clay and dirt in his eye. And then he's like, hey, man, can you see? And the guy's like, no, nah, everything looks like trees. And he, Jesus is like, okay, cool. Hold on. Let's do this again. And then... He can see. It's like a miracle. So I'm not sure if you noticed already, but God is not in the business of making things easy for us to understand. He's in the process business because instant miracles build faith. 
but miracles you gotta work and wait for, man. They build our character. So God's all about building characters. Anyone ever seen that movie Holes? Every time I say that, I think of like holes, holes build character. Anyways, so if you want vision, if you want vision, okay. If you want to see in this season, you gotta listen. Chadi, that doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. Sometimes the things that we see, we don't understand. So that guy, he was blind and uh, God was like, Jesus was like, hey, do you see anything? He's like, I see trees. He, he didn't see the right thing. God wants you to understand what you see. And so I love the story in Mark 8, the blind guy, because uh, it's one of, I think it's, if it's not the only one, it's one of the only ones where Jesus, it's not like an instant miracle. Okay. So God walks us through processes and God walks us through things so that we'll listen, so that we'll realign our hearts to what he's saying, so that we'll realign our hearts to what he's doing, so we'll realign our hearts to his word. And I think a lot of times, especially in this season where things are nuts, our hearts are not aligned. They're aligned to our political whatever, to our social justice fights, to which are not bad things, but they should never take precedence over kingdom things. At the end of the day, our heart should be aligned to the kingdom, not to a political party. I'll leave that right there. Anyways, so Jesus spits on this guy. It's epic. And uh, so if you're in need of vision, if you're in need of vision, uh, super bad for this season, as we all are, know this. Sometimes real vision can only be experienced when you're alone. That's why he took that guy out into the village. He's like, look, don't worry about your friends. I, I got you. Some of you, God has brought you out and you're like, uh, Jesus, I'm alone right now. You took me out of the village. What are we doing? He's like, shh, I got this. So you're not alone. He's with you. He's never forsaken you. He knows what he's doing. Second thing is God does unconventional things. So I don't know if you felt like this, but several times in the last couple months, I've been like, did you, did you just, did you just spit on me, Jesus? Did you? Is that what we're doing now? We're spitting and putting dirt on people. We're just all unconventional like. And um, Jesus is like, yeah, I don't need you to understand what I'm doing. I need you to be obedient to what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. This is not weird at all. Anyways, but I have felt like that a lot in the last six months. Like, what are you doing there, savior guy? What's happening? And he's like, I wish you would just be quiet and listen and align your heart. And so I say all that to say the vision isn't seeing things. It's a hard thing. And the Lord is asking us to trust his ways and trust his plan. Because vision can be experienced. You just got to listen. Uh, the third thing is what happens when you listen is uh, your purpose is clear. Your purpose is clear. In the struggle and the storms, when things become disorienting, disorienting, I have found that um, I usually don't press forward. I stop and I start losing my purpose and I start losing what I'm supposed to doing and I replace purpose with panic. Um, and then I run into some metaphorical trees and uh, I lose my peace and I lose my vision. And um, I pretty much forget that Jesus has everything in control. <sighs> when things get hairy, um, I don't know about you guys, but for me, one of the big problems that I have is I, I forget, I forget what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I get stuck in quicksand and I forget that I wasn't supposed to be there to begin with, that I was supposed to be on a mountain, yet I was messing around or wasn't paying attention and I got disoriented. And 
It's like I totally forget that Jesus actually has never left me. I totally forget that he's never forsaken me. And it's like, it's weird to become this like super bizarro. I'm embarrassed to say this after 34 years of following Jesus and 20 years of ministry that I still panic and I lose sight of my purpose in the crazy. But thankfully in all my years, I still remember that uh, listening and vision and purpose are all tied into the same thing, which is Jesus. And if I could just position my heart towards him, my purpose becomes crystal clear. Ready? Here's our purpose. I've said this in like seven episodes. So for you guys that have been listening for a while, you should know this. You should know this. Ready? Love God, love people. It's simple. It never changes. It's always relevant and it's always needed. And no matter, ah, no matter what storm, what wilderness season that we find ourselves in, I just ah, believe that if we actively position our hearts and mind and strength to listen to his ways, his peace and his vision and his purpose will be so easily attainable. And no matter what we face, he will always be there. So what happens when you listen? A lot, a lot, man. You you feel peace. Like you actually could feel peace. Like peace doesn't always feel like peace. I find that peace isn't, since peace isn't really a feeling, it's a person, that I don't necessarily always feel peace. You know, like Christians will be like, I just didn't feel my peace with that. So like, I just didn't do it. No, man. If you're basing peace on feelings, you're doing it wrong. I base peace on Jesus. Like Jesus, what are you doing? What does your word say? Like, uh, if we would, that's why you have your heart has to be aligned because if your heart is not aligned to what he's doing and what he's saying, <laughs> you'll worm, you'll be focused on feeling peace instead of understanding that you need to rest in peace and understand that your vision can always be experienced because vision has nothing to do with your eyes and everything to do with your heart. And then, dude, you'll always know your purpose. You won't lose your purpose. You won't lose your why in the middle of the crazy because you're listening. Your heart is aligned. You know exactly you have an active stance of listening, an active stance of knowing that you just got to love God and love people. And life is easy if you can just love God and love people. I have said numerous times recently that Jesus is easy to love. His people, not so much. It's been real hard for me. I'm having a real hard time. No, just me. Ah, Whatever. Anyways, we'll we'll all get there. Anyways, oh, oh oh gosh, what am I talking about? I've totally lost my train of thought. I have bullet points that I'm failing at, guys. Oh, 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 okay, here we go. Um, I hope this season has encouraged you. Ding! And um, I'm really excited for season six because I have been studying the book of Daniel and there's so many things in the book of Daniel. Okay, just to, just to give you guys a heads up, I wrote an entire book on 12 chapters of Daniel. Like my entire book was was inspired by the very like first part of Daniel. I have been studying the entire book of Daniel. So I am going to break this joker down. Also, uh, this season will be uh, not only uh, on a podcast, but I'm going to put it on YouTube's. I'm finally going to figure out this uh, video thing. And uh, I'm excited. They're going to be longer. We're going to add two extra episodes. Yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, In seasons where life uh, shifts drastically and you're living in what feels foreign and difficult, I think that this next season is going to be like a super game changer and you're going to feel super encouraged and you're going to understand even more lessons that I've learned in exile and exile seasons. So I hope you all are ready. Also, the next episodes, uh, yeah, they're going to be longer. Yeah, I said that. Longer. And uh, we're going to add two more. So anyways, that's all I really got. I love you guys. I'm going on vacation and then I'm coming back in August. I've already written the episodes. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. Oh my God. All right. (laughs) 
Love you, weirdos. <laughs>